After constantly being bombarded with emails, phone calls, and text messages on a daily basis asking, what would you do? Sometimes it's an, oh crap, I made it. And sometimes it's just a question about the latest technology and do we feel it's worth the investment? We want to help answer all of these questions. So welcome to What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. We'll be interviewing experts in the industry to help answer the questions that you desire to know the answers to. And now, it's time for What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. Hello, and welcome to What Would Larry Do? I am Dr. Ann, and I'm here with Larry Helwig. Hello. And we are here to talk about... (laughs) Hello, hello. He's going to start out being crazy right away. Talk about one of Larry's favorite topics. Skin laxity, sagginess, droopiness, whatever you want to call it. So skin laxity is the curse of aging skin. So, Larry, what do we do about this saggy skin? Well, you have nowadays, there's so much technology out there that you can use to treat skin laxity. And I like talking about skin laxity because, first of all, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. And there are opportunities to treat it now that we didn't have once before. And so it's an optimistic approach. It's not like, oh, you know, you can't do anything. Now, obviously, it's easier to treat someone younger than older. Mm -hmm. And getting started young is a really good idea. But even if, you know, you can, the approach is the same. It's just that it takes longer. So technology is, again, what we didn't have. And I say this almost all the time. It is changing so fast. You know Mm -hmm. how your phone has changed, how everything has changed. Well, in the aesthetic industry, it's the same way. I mean, every month are coming to us with new technology. And, you know, something we didn't see before, didn't have before. And I think that, you know, for those who can get involved with the new technology and have the opportunity to use it, you know, and really learn it and what it can do, it is so impressive. And with that being said, we're going to talk a little bit about one of those technologies Mm -hmm. for laxity, and that's radio frequency. But I want to emphasize one thing up front. It doesn't matter... No, it does. It does matter what you what you use, but is who's using it? Yes. You know, I mean, just and and you all know this. Uh, it's it's how good is the technician that's using the technology on you? Is that person motivated? Are they excited? Are they passionate about helping you? Is this? Are they doing this out of love for the field that they're in, or is this just a job? Mm-hmm. And it's such a night and day difference. And, and I get to emphasize that because I'm all over the country and I teach this. And so, you know, we do skin tightening on every part of the, well, not the bottom of your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll back up on that. I was going to say, just wait, because that's going to show up on your schedule tomorrow. <laughs> Guarantee it. Pretty much anywhere on the body, but <laughs> it's, you know, it has become such common place now because everyone is starting to realize at somewhere between 30 and 40 years of age, things start 
to become lax. Mm -hmm. And they droop and they sag and they hang, or you just start to see some fine lines in your tissue. And we talked about bat wings last week. And, you know, that starts the same way, you know. It's, or a couple it, weeks ago. Yeah, you might what, be a little off on that. Well, whatever. <laughs> so, um but same idea. And yeah. radio frequency, though, is one of the top non-invasive skin tightening devices. So that's what we wanted to focus this one on. There's a million different things out there for skin laxity, but we personally love radio frequency, and we feel that radio frequency is the holy grail of anti-aging and prevention. So let's just start off by, Larry, about talking about what is radio frequency or what we commonly refer to as RF. Well... Within the RF band or radio frequency band width, and so it's radio waves, isn't it? You yes. you have this huge um, uh, grouping of megahertz and goes from one area to another, and it's it's large. And so the radio waves that you listen to drive, driving in your car and you're listening to the radio, that's part of this, but it's in a little different category, mm -hmm. a little different segment. And so at what is used for medical is in a slightly different segment, and it, but it's called RF radio frequency, and there are, oh, gee, I don't know how many different companies making radio frequency and how many devices, and, you know, uh, we have mentioned before radio frequency where you use uh, microneedling type technique, so it's needling with radio frequency. There's, um, you know, in the old days, and I'm, I'm going back now, what, about 15, 17, 18 years ago, one of the first things was Thermage, mm -hmm. the first companies. And wow, it made a huge splash. It was uh, in every magazine, and the celebrities were doing Thermage, and that, that was radio frequency with a stamped method. Mm -hmm. And you would see some of the biggest, uh, big-name celebrities and movie stars getting thermage treatments. And that is what brought radio frequency to the forefront. Mm -hmm. And that's how it all started. And over the years, and thermage is still out there. It's not a device that we have or that, you know, we want to have. But it is radio frequency, and it got everything started. And then we had one called Accent. In fact, we had two of them. And that was unipolar. So there's monopolar, there's bipolar, there's uni there's tripolar, you know. Multipolar. Yeah. You've got all kinds of poles out there. And and uh, it's it's all radio frequency. The question and is, which one do you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so, going somewhere different with that one. Uh, but uh, I, I, I knew you were, and I, <laughs> I just have to watch out for you because you can get me in trouble. I know. i gotta, I got to be careful. But... <laughs> but if you if you think about technology and how it's changed and how it's become better, we can take uh, radio frequency now to we can use it around your mouth. We can use it for your mid low face. We can use it on your neck. Um, we have had conversations about treating the vagina. We mm -hmm. use it in the vagina. We mm -hmm. use it for the labia to tighten the labia and reshape the labia. And we do that all the time. And it's a beautiful treatment. So radio frequency 
is one of the nicest non-surgical methods to treat skin that there is. And again, it has a lot to do with the technician. Well, and we know it has to do with technician, but what exactly is RF doing to help with skin tightening? Well, first of all, anything you do to tissue, as far as tightening is concerned, you're hoping to get some contraction, but it's really collagen, right? So the bulk of it is, can we heat the dermis? Can we create what's called a thermal injury in the dermis that stimulates the production of collagen? And not just the production of new collagen, which is neocollagenesis, but the healing and correction of old collagen, which is collagen reform. And so it, this device does all of that. And so we're taking something that you already have but is severely damaged and repairing it. And then we are taking fibroblasts and we are repopulating with fibroblasts. And, and, and that is where your collagen comes from. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is let's get some new collagen, which is neocollagenesis. So between neocollagenesis and collagen reformation and a little contraction within the tissue itself, your overall result is beautiful. And when you go to an office and the technician says she doesn't like it, she doesn't want to work it. It's that simple. Yeah. And I'm in offices where the technicians say, I could use this thing all day, every day. I swear by it. I have seen the results on myself, on my friends, on my parents, on everybody I know. And we are so addicted to this device. If there was only one device, this is what we'd have. And the one that they're referring to in that case is one called Exilus. Mm-hmm. It's made by BTL, and it's a beautiful skin-tightening device. And you so have... the one I treat myself with. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's one of the few devices I can actually do on myself so when nobody else is around. Because you don't have to worry about eyewear. You can't blind yourself with it. You just got to give it a little bit of mojo and work it, and then you get that skin-tightening. That's right. So what the, the key with skin di- tightening, the paradigm changed. Yeah. You know, once upon a time, you did so many pulses, or you did this or that, or I got to deliver X number of watts or joules or something, okay? They had all these different things. But, but what happened was, over time, they realized, if we heat your tissue to a certain temperature, and we keep that temperature for a certain period of time, we're going to get a nice outcome. So it comes down to temperature times time. Yep. And it's not a comfortable treatment. This is not a spa. You're not going and getting a little facial. And what I like to tell my patients is, look, everyone knows what pain is. That's not where we're going. No. But we want you a little uncomfortable. If you can handle uncomfortable, you're going to get a great outcome. Well, and it's just hot. It's, it's not It's yeah. not painful. It's just hot. Those yeah. are That's two different things because patients always ask about that too. And when you get, you know, certain patients like me where I don't mind heat, I can take scalding hot baths. The Exilis and devices like that don't bother me. I have no problem. I can lay there on the table and let the girls skin tighten me. And they're like, you're the easiest patient. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't squirm. Everybody's sensitivity is different. But some people are more sensitive to the hot or heat. They would never be able to take a hot bath like I do. They're going to squirm a tiny bit more, but that's the difference. It's not pain. It's not like a sharp needle. It's not anything like that. It's just a heat sensation. And 
once your mind gets wrapped around that it's just a heat sensation, you get used to it after a while. And actually, it'll start to feel good. And, you know, a lot of times people make the mistake of trying to get too aggressive too fast. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take it up a little slowly, so we start you at one temperature, take you to another temperature, to another temperature, and you warm up gradually, it feels good. It, this, it doesn't have to be a horrible thing at all. And again, I'm in offices where patients don't like this. Our patients hate it. It's this. It's that. It's what. Well, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, they don't know how to do it. And so if, you, if you're my patient and I'm treating you, I do want to get you hot. But I want to get you hot the right way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, of course, oh, yeah, Larry. you had to do that. I know. You? I could. Here? I mean, you just yeah. <laughs> left that one wide open for me. I'm, I'm going to take you down <laughs> that path step by step, nice and easy, <laughs> in a very comfortable fashion. In which case, you will be very hot and yet tolerating it completely. Your result will be a lot better. And again, no pain because it's a gradual. T-shirt that says, I'm going to get you hot in the right way. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to wear that to bed. (laughs) But real quick before we totally move on and I completely distract us today. As far as the old paradigm goes without, with RF devices too, the output of energy would remain constant despite the changes in impedance. And RF completely works with interactions of impedance. So if the impedance would increase, the temperature would increase. So if the technician slightly lifted the device at all, that impedance would increase and it would arc and burn the patient and really burn them. And of course, if they weren't you know, keeping it moving or getting to that right temperature, they were not getting any neocollagenesis or any what we call thermal wound reaction where the fibroblasts show up. So the older devices were definitely dependent upon where you either could, you had a fine line between burning them or not getting a result. So that's where some people ended up not liking it. Now the newer RF paradigm is completely different. And Larry, you did talk about that there's unipolar, monopolar, bipolar, multipolar. But one of the reasons why we prefer the effort is still technician dependent. The machine has what we call impedance intelligence. So there is real-time monitoring of local skin impedance. So the machine is actually reading your skin impedance. And then the circuitry automatically compensates for any changes in impedance. So if it's rising or lowering, the circuitry of the machine will help adjust for that to make sure that the energy is delivered evenly and precisely. It's literally a thousand um, checks per second. Yeah. And so, you know. The uh, machine is it, checking your impedance a thousand times and, and, I mean, per the, second. Yeah. I mean, that it's huge because if we're working on your face and we go over your cheekbone, mm-hmm. your impedance is going to change. Well, if it's being evaluated and assessed a thousand times a second, it can compensate. And so it's really smutty, and it's a, a technology that, again, I think people, when they look and you don't go crazy at first and you take it up step by step, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and with, you know, the newer devices, too, the fact that the safeness and the, it's more effective and it has increased safety Everybody should be doing these as part of their prevention because it's an easy treatment to have done. Yes, it gets hot, but it's not bad. When you leave, you're mildly red in the area. If you go out to dinner that night, nobody knows you had anything done. 
So you can continue skin tightening for the rest of your life and never telling anybody. So I always say my goal is to be a vampire. Or I like to refer to Jennifer Aniston. She's one of those two who's my favorite vampires out there where she's looking really good for her age. But she's admitted to being addicted to what she calls laser porn. Right. So she likes to research the newest laser devices and get treatments done. And these are one of the things where I'm surprised that every Hollywood starlet does not own one of these devices in their house and pay a technician to come do it because you you look fine immediately afterwards. So there's no pain. There's no downtime. You can go to the gym. You can go to dinner. You can go to a party that night. Nobody knows. But yet you're working on your skin with these new devices. So if you think about what affects your skin. You know, I mean, genetics, sure, mm-hmm. of course. You know, yeah. what, what's mom and dad look like? What's grandma and grandpa look like? So all that has a, an effect, but also where in the country do you live? Mm-hmm. What's your lifestyle? If you are out on the beach, if you are outside, you know, and you do a lot of hiking and uh, golfing and tennis and things like that, well, you're getting sun, you're getting the environment, you're getting everything to go with it. And so you need to be aware that you're going to change. Yes. Your skin is going to change, and anything that's getting more sun is going to change faster than the area that's not getting sun. Mm-hmm. But even with, if you lived in a cave, you're losing 1% collagen per year. You know, So over a 30-year period, you just lost one-third of all your collagen, roughly. Now, you, you add a little sun to it, you add a little environment, and you add you know uh, dirt and all the stuff that's happening now. Uh, you're going to be changing more fat, more rapidly. So be aware this is coming. What are you going to do, and when are you going to start? And I think the the we're getting younger and younger people coming in now because they get it. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe mom or somebody is saying, "Look, you should go and start doing this and wear your sunblock and." All the smart things, you know, that, of course, you know, my age, I mean, we were baby oiled up and out in the sun all day, every day, and that's what we did. And, uh, you know, later in life, of course, not not that much later, but you start paying the price for all of that that Mm -hmm. we did. Well, nowadays, hopefully, we're all smarter than that, and everyone out there is smarter than that, and you can do some preventative work so you never have to do correction. Prevention is the best medicine. Yep. That they always say. Well, and the other thing I really like about RF, and this is the reason why I always say it's the holy grail of anti-aging, you can treat all Fitzpatrick skin types. It doesn't matter if somebody's had recent sun exposure, you can treat them. You don't have to wear special eyewear, so you can even work up around the eyes and it will be safe to be in that area. And there's so many benefits to it, especially because there's no downtime that you can have patients running with this all day long and they can don't have to take time off of their life. In this day and age, one of the hardest things I find when I'm trying to talk to consults or patients that we're consulting is if they need something like a deep resurfacing, they can't afford the downtime. They want, you know, a facelift, but they can't afford the downtime. Procedures like RF, and it is better as a prevention, but it can also be a corrective treatment. There's no downtime. You can have it done at lunch and go back to work and nobody knows. So the idea is you just need to do it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people talk about it, but they don't do it. But if you start doing it, you're going to look different 
but not right away. Yeah. So the key to it is it's called skin tightening, and that, of course, is the problem. We treat your face, and you go home and look in the mirror for a surgical, like a surgical facelift. It doesn't work that way. Mm-mm. It does take time. Yes. But, again, there's no downtime. Nope. So it's just a gradual. So And if you're, you're trying to hide it from your husband, he'll yeah. never know. Because you just know. slowly but surely get better looking over three to four months. And yep. let me tell you, we can cut our hair off, ladies, and they don't even notice. If your skin slowly gets tighter over four mm. months, he will have no clue what is happening other than that you look better. <laughs> I'm sure I'd notice the hair. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably not. I will ask your wife <laughs> if the last time she had a drastic change to your her haircut, if you actually noticed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I suppose I didn't need to really go there. Um, but that's one of the benefits of it, right? Yeah. So if you don't want family and friends to know, you just keep literally slowly but surely looking better and better and better. So damn positive is because it takes time, you naturally look like you and you just keep getting better. So it's who doesn't want that? If, if at age 30 or 35, you knew you were going to die at 40, why bother? <laughs> right? Just go out. Just go out. And go for it. Have a good time. But, you know, if you think you're going to live, mom, mom's alive, dad's alive, you know, 75, you know, 70, 75, 80 years old or yeah, more. Yeah, my dad turns 80 next week. There you go. So, you know, the genes are there and everything is there. So how do you want to look, you know, when you're 65, 70, 75 years old? And the thing is, nowadays people are out playing tennis and they're golfing and they're going out for dinner and they're dancing and they're doing all that. Why not? Mm-hmm. And, and then if you are doing that, why not do that looking the best you can look? Yeah. And, and it, again, it doesn't have to be a lot of work or a lot of expense if you do a little bit all the time. It's yes. just little piecemeal. Come in and get this. You know, next month or a couple months later, do something else and do a little something. But if you're always doing a little something... It comes out beautiful, and you keep looking a little bit younger while your friends look a little bit older. So that brings me to a good question, which I have a twofold question for you. Number one, how often can these treatments be done? And number two, how often do they actually need to be done when it's a correction versus a maintenance? Well, I, I, I think, they, first of all, they can be done, you know, every two to four weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe five, six weeks are okay, you know, so... If I'm trying to do correction on someone, I need to be very aggressive about it. I really do want them to have a, a change and, and see a difference as soon as possible. That's mm-hmm. going to be a, a pretty aggressive approach. Um, but I kind of do it based on your age. I, I still, I, I think a lot of the manufacturers say you can treat somebody every week or every two weeks. I, I have a difficult time buying into that. I think when you're young, you have all these fibroblasts and they're going to respond. But I know that a 60-year-old doesn't heal as quickly as a 30-year-old. Mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Take a knife, cut cut their arm. And the 30-year-old will heal two, three, sometimes four times faster. So uh, why would I treat both the exact same? You know, because you're going to heal from a thermal injury. 
even though there's no downtime or anything else, that is what's taking place, and it is the production of collagen. And so what I'm going to do is spread it out. If you're a little older, I'm probably going to treat you more like three weeks, four weeks, or five weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're young, you know, maybe two weeks or three weeks are going to be okay. But I, I have just found over the years that if I spread it out a little longer, people seem to look better in a shorter period of time. So I, I don't know. I don't know why, but that it's not what the manufacturers say to do, but it is what we have noticed at the clinic, and, and I think it's just a smart way to do it. Mm -hmm. As far as correction, you got to get after it, and you got to do all you can. But when you get into a maintenance, which I like to call enhancement, Yes. Because if we've corrected you and we've, we've taken that out-of-control locomotive called aging, and we've literally stopped aging. So it takes a few treatments to slow aging down, maybe another treatment or two to completely stop it. So for the first time in 30 years, you're not aging. Now we're going to back it up, okay? So we do a treatment, and that locomotive starts going the other way, and that's anti-aging. And we do another treatment, and it starts going a little bit faster, and now it's building up some momentum. And so now is not the time to stop because you are actually reversing what has been going on for the last 10, 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. You are backing that train, that locomotive that wasn't out of, out of control, you know, just a runaway locomotive going the wrong way. What if you had that going in the opposite direction? And the biggest problem that I find is that People get to the point where they start looking better, and then they stop. Mm -hmm. That's a time where you should almost do more because it's going the other direction. You have the momentum. You have things going for you. Why stop now? Take advantage of that momentum. And it's not like you got to do one right on top of the other. But maybe yeah. every three, four months, come in, get a little treatment. It's 30 minutes. Yeah. It's 30 minutes, no downtime. None. You get a little treatment, and it adds to it. And so it just keeps going. Now, you know, if you're going to do multiple areas at one time, you might be there an hour, hour and a half, two hours. But that's it's it, it's once every maybe three, four months. Yeah. And it just keeps it going, and it builds on what you have already done. And that's why it's really not a maintenance. It's much more an enhancement. Yes. And I think enhancement is the way to go nowadays. And when, when we finally get somebody where I think, wow, now you're looking good. Well, you, we, we don't have to see you every month. But if we can see you every three or four months, that it look is going to one year from, from now is going to be so much better. Yes. And it's just, it builds on itself. And all of a sudden you look better and better and better all the time. Again, no downtime. And your friends are wondering, what in the hell are you doing? Because you keep looking younger all the time. You're looking younger and younger. They're looking older. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we find with our patients, and that's what we do. And we really try to convince them, get into a program, a discounted program, some kind of a, uh, you know, uh, we have all kinds of programs. But get into a program that allows you to take advantage of the momentum that has been created in the anti-aging mode. Become so, part of the Vampire Club. That's right. It's really good. <laughs> You'll just pause your aging forever and always stay the same. That's my goal. Yep. Well, that's why I take advantage of these things. And 
you know, we, Larry and I both travel and we speak and we have offices and they always tell us, oh, you look great for your age or my patients will come in and they'll ask me how old I am and they tell me I look great. And I'm like, well, I cheat all the time because I work here and I get to use all this equipment on a regular basis. So that's why I'm able to look, you know, younger than I am for my age. But I also work hard at it. I practice what I preach. So when we're out there telling patients, look, you either need to do a series of four to six treatments to get correction or maintenance, you should be doing something three to four times a year to the area because we're going to specify area, right? If you're doing a photofacial or skin tightening on your face, it's sure not going to help your butt. So (laughs) you have to space it out between those. But if you're doing regular maintenance with these, you really will minimize it. And like I said earlier, prevention is the best medicine. So if you look at your parents and you can see their aging patterns and you start working on that now, you know you're never going to end up with the same aging pattern because you're going to prevent it. So why wait for it to happen and then just say, oh, I'll go get a facelift or I'll do this. Why not start with something as simple as like an Exilus RF skin tightening without any downtime or, you know, without any major pain, just some heat. And then you go right back about your day like nothing happened. It's a win-win situation, and and a lot of times in the correction mode, we use more than one technology. Mm -hmm. You know, and the reason is that, again, you know, if I tell you I'm doing skin tightening, you're going to go home, look in the mirror, and it's like, where's my facelift? And it's just, it's normal. It's a natural thing because I told you I'm going to tighten your skin. Yes. And, you know, I also told you it's going to take time, but sometimes we, we hear that and sometimes we don't. Mm-hmm. And, but if we add another technology, if we did photofacial followed by skin tightening or we did skin tightening and we did microneedling with it, mm-hmm. we injure the dermis in more than one way and we injure it in different levels. And so the more we do that, the better the outcome in a shorter period of time. And so for people that really want this turnaround to happen and they would like to really see a, a magnificent difference in, in you know, over three months, something like that, with, without crazy downtime at all, yeah. we can do two or three things every time you come in and we rebuild that dermis from the bottom up and we change what the surface looks like and you're getting a boatload of collagen and elastin and you look so good in such a short period of time and we've completely reversed the aging process that was that locomotive we were talking about. I mean, in a short period of time, we stopped the runaway locomotive we started backing it up, and we gained a huge amount of momentum just by doing more than one thing at a time. So that's another option for people. It's a good option, and we love doing it that way. Well, and we always say one plus one equals three in the aesthetics world. You know, if you combine therapies, you will get more better results. You'll get more results. And the beautiful part about the RF technology is you can combine it with pretty much anything. That, you know, not only is it safe for all skin types and, you know, it doesn't really have a lot of people that can't use it, but you can combine it with pretty much anything that you're doing and it works in conjunction with it. So on the same day as getting your RF skin tightening, you can have photofacials, you can have microneedlings, you can have a micro laser peel, you can have your fillers done, you can have your threads done. It's, you know, there's so many things that pair well with it that it's an easy treatment to be a part of the anti-aging. And that's why we feel it's part of the holy grail of anti-aging. That's right. So, Larry, we're going to get ready to wrap up this one because I think we've covered our RF device or Exilus pretty well. So, 
leaving our listeners with one last word of advice, what would Larry do when it comes to skin laxity? Well, I'd, I'd like to move away from skin laxity for a minute if I could. Okay. I, okay. I, I have I have a word of wisdom. Maybe, okay. Maybe a few words of wisdom. Oh, no. And uh, But I just need to move away from laxity for a minute. And I want to talk about those of you that are in business. And many of you are. You have your own business and there's things that you do. And I want to make a recommendation, and that is that you have meetings that are innovative meetings. I think innovation is the key. You know, there's a lot of people who think things up and whatever, and you do have to execute or implement, but I think innovation is the key. And I want to tell a short story. Oh, no. Yeah, short story. <laughs> Here we go. I was, I was uh, driving back from Las Vegas, and I stopped in a little cafe to get something to eat because my schedule hadn't allowed me to eat. And I walk in, and um, you you stand in line to place an order. And it's a, a large counter, and then they have up on above the counter, they, you see this blackboard where the menu is written on a blackboard. And so you give them your order, and then you wait for them to make your sandwich or whatever, and that's, that's what I did. So then I went to a table and found a table, and I sort of wiped it off and cleaned it up a little bit and sat down and waited for them to call. And, you know, I get on my phone and start doing stuff, and, and you know, pretty soon, you know, that they call my name. So I get up and go in line to pay. And so what was happening is I'm, I'm sitting in line listening, and every time they, they, the cashier collected the money, they would yell out loud, tip tip and the girls all behind the counter would yell hooray and so what they were telling you to do is to give them a tip in a very subtle way and so every single person in front of me they would yell tip tip hooray and and so now it's my turn and i'm thinking i'm sitting in line thinking what the hell I waited in line to place my order. I went and cleaned the table to sit down. Now I'm waiting in line to pay for it. I did everything but make the frickin' sandwich myself. <laughs> and now they're telling me I have to tip them. And I, I can't be the only jerk that doesn't tip, you know? I'm in line. And so, of course, you know, I tip just like everybody else. And when the line went away, I had to go and ask. And I said, seriously, you know, that is brilliant on your part, the tip, tip, hooray thing. And they, they, it was loud, and everybody heard it, and it was exciting, you know, and the staff was excited. I said, how did you come up with that? I just, one day, and I said, so what did you do before that? And we, we had a bell. I said, how did the bell work? Horribly. It didn't tell them what to do. Mm. They threw the bell away, and they came up with tip, tip, hooray. That's innovation. And I said, well, how, how do the tips, I mean, do you always get tips? And said, just, you know, there is such an exception to not get a tip. With the bell, we didn't get tips. Yeah, rarely. Now we get a tip just about 100% of the time. And the tips are at least double 
what we ever got before. And so the girls here are making more money on tips than they do hourly by a lot, and they're making sandwiches. And that's it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, shit, this is pretty cool. You know, I got to do that. And so innovation, the point is, be innovative, you know, have your little group meetings, do things like that. We do that at our office every chance we can and just kind of come up with ideas that other people are not doing. And some of our best ideas that we use daily in our practice are things other offices aren't doing. Mm-hmm. And it just comes out of that meeting and you just get a few people sitting around talking and wow, fun things happen. So I know today's talk was about laxity and anti-aging and all that, but I did want to throw that out for anybody. Just get innovative, get creative in what you're doing, and I think you'll be really happy with what it gets you. All right. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. Hear it live each week here or anytime 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com. 